Your Newcastle. Welcome to Your Newcastle Season 4. I'm Nuatali Nelms, Lord Mayor City of Newcastle, and today we're talking about the amazing, the wonderful Newcastle Art Gallery, which is currently just starting their redevelopment, which is very, very exciting. And I'm joined in the studio today by our Art Gallery Director, Loretta Morton, as well as the Chair of the Newcastle Art Gallery Foundation, Susie Gorwey. Fantastic to have you amazing women doing wonderful things for the arts in Newcastle, joining me here in the studio to talk about the expansion of Newcastle Art Gallery. It's been a long time coming, a long process, but we're finally getting works underway actually today as we speak, which is fantastic. I'll hand straight over to you, Loretta. As the Art Gallery Director and someone who spent a lot of your career here in Newcastle, passionate about the arts, but particularly passionate also about this expansion project. Tell me a little bit about the journey you've seen with us finally being able to expand this wonderful art gallery and show our collection. Thanks, Lord Mayor. Look, it's just been such a huge journey for so many people in our community, not just our organisation in the city of Newcastle. So to actually be putting up compounds around the site and having drilling rigs coming in is just such a great visual way of, I guess, paying homage to all the hard work that's gone before that we're actually commencing. So it's a very exciting time. The $40 million project has been supported by a $10 million grant from the Commonwealth and New South Wales governments. And also, very, very importantly, a $10 million bequest from Valerie Ryan to the Newcastle Art Foundation, as well as a bequest some time ago, uh, $500,000 in funding from the Margaret Ollie Trust through to the Newcastle Art Gallery. These really important benefactions uh, to the arts in Newcastle have really been able to provide the catalyst we needed in Newcastle to get the expansion project underway. Susie, can you tell me a little bit about the foundation's work and their really important involvement in getting this project off the ground? Of course, it's, I mean, it's just incredible to see that hoarding going up and the early works commencing. You know, as you've said, it's something that's been a long time in the making and the supporter communities have been you know, advocating for this for many years, you know, two decades at least, I think. So in terms of uh, the foundation's commitment, so we, it's important to note that fundraising went on for a, for a significant amount of time, around 10 years. So we had around a million dollars that we'd already raised through community fundraising, just through that groundswell of support through the Newcastle Art Gallery Foundation membership, um, the Gallery Society membership, and also just the broader community that really wanted to see this project happen. So I think the huge catalyst that you mentioned for change was um, Valerie Ryan, who was a long-term foundation governor. When she passed away, she left a significant bequest to the foundation and was very supportive, obviously, for the expansion to happen. So that really gave the opportunity for the foundation to lift our commitment to $10 million at that point. And then once we've had the amazing City of Newcastle support and the state and federal support, we meant the Margaret Ollie funds came through and it was wonderful. We were able to announce that, I think, earlier this year, which was just fabulous. And that's also been a further catalyst to launch a further fundraising um, to raise our final objective of $2.5 million to make it $13 million in total that um, will be given to this project from community and philanthropic support. 
And I'm really delighted to say that since we launched the campaign in June, um, we've already have pledges and donations of a further um, 1.3 million. So we've got about 1.2 million to go to achieve our 13 million target. So it's just the groundswell of support's just been um, fabulous. That's fantastic. So we have the, the very large request from Valerie Ryan, which really did trigger an opportunity for us in local government who have been supportive of this project all the way along, trying to get it over the line. And knowing that not only this is just capital funds to get the building expanded so we can actually show our amazing collection that is very iconic but also exceptionally valuable. We've just had a revaluation and that will actually be the topic of another podcast that we're doing, delving into the detail and the very specifics of curation, the types of works that we have. But I remember this great story, the former CEO of Brisbane City Council, and we all know uh, that's one of the largest councils in the country because it does take into the whole, take in and cover the whole metropolitan area of Greater Brisbane. And Jude Munro had said to me that when she was the CEO there, that she was sent down to Newcastle. I think it could have been in the 90s or early 2000s and her mission was, because they didn't have GOMA, that that was not Mm. built, her mission was to buy the collection because they did not have in Queensland the collection of the iconic works, the valuable works of Australian artists in particular that, that Newcastle had. And that was going to be Queensland's basis for their, you know, museum and art gallery there. And, of course, we quite rightfully said, no, go back to Queensland, Jude. But she loves, you know, telling that story because there's so many wonderful, valuable things in our city. And because we're not a capital city, sometimes you really just don't get the type of investment in infrastructure in particular or even programming that is needed. And for us in local government, and Loretta would know this in great detail, every year a a very decent portion of our budget actually goes into the arts, particularly into employing everyone at the art gallery, making sure we have wonderful exhibitions, working hand in glove with the foundation and, and fundraising in the community. But we are significantly investing year on year in the arts. So when you add that up at council, we get to $40 million in a couple of years quickly. Where we need other levels of government to step in and always have is with that upfront capital. And that Valerie Ryan bequest and that injection of capital, really, I think there was nowhere else to go. There's no more excuses. The other levels of government really needed to get on board. But In a very ironic way, it was actually the former Deputy Prime Minister, Barnaby Joyce, that turned up in Newcastle. What a great day. And said, we're happy to contribute. And the arts in, you know, non-capital cities and, you know, regional areas are very important. And we were off and running. And that was quite some months ago. Your Newcastle, your podcast. Got feedback or suggestions for us? Connect via the podcast link at newcastle.nsw.gov.au. Leading into this, Loretta, tell us a little bit about the journey since we have had that funding confirmed and the project team that you're leading to actually decession, also uh, pack up the art gallery. These are very valuable works, $126 million they're valued at. I think the community owns them, which is fantastic, via council's ownership. So being able to show them is one thing, but also looking after them and curating them every day must be quite a joy for you, for your career. 
Absolutely, Lord Mayor. And, you know, as a former art student many years ago, to be able to work with works of art that I studied is just such an incredible privilege. But I have to say the art gallery team have been amazing. As soon as we had the Deputy Prime Minister and Deputy Premier announce on the Friday in January, the last week of January, we had a closing weekend celebration. And from the following Monday, which was the 1st of February, we started decanting and deinstalling all of the works. So we have over 7,200 works of art that were in the gallery. So you can imagine it's a huge job. And the team have photographed, condition reported, prepared and packed all of those works in readiness for relocation. And I'm very happy to say now from a security perspective, all works of art are now off-site. So our last trucks went out a week ago. So it's now just off the, the staff and all the other hard furniture and things that we have to move out of the building in the next couple of months to hand over the keys to our project team and the construction site. So. Those works of art are incredible. They're in secure off-site storage, but that doesn't stop us actually sharing some of our works with the rest of the nation. We have 39 works of art currently going out to 10 institutions for 11 exhibitions across the country, and they are state galleries, regional galleries, and our national gallery. That's really fascinating. What types of works uh, are we showing? Maybe the listeners interested in the arts and some of the detail around who the artist is, what the work is and where it's being exhibited. They might travel and, and visit these places. We've just had our Jeffrey Smart join the National Gallery show and we're about to loan our Cressida Campbells to the National Gallery for a large Cressida Campbell show. And we have some of our very significant Sedacia ceramics. As you know, we have the most important Sedacia collection outside of Japan. And so the Art Gallery of South Australia are borrowing a significant number of those works for their exhibition in Adelaide. That's fantastic. The Sedacia collection is very unique to Newcastle and also will, with this expanded art gallery, be able to be shown to a lot more people, which is fantastic. Could you tell our listeners the history of the Sedacia and how it came to be that it was requested and benefacted here in Newcastle and that important relationship between Japan and the city? It's always been a really well-known fact that the city has great links to Japan and there was a touring show of Sedacious Ceramics that came out from Japan and went around the country and through the foresight of the industry at the time we were actually given a huge collection of ceramics. They wanted to keep them here in Australia and that was to build a further partnership and relationship. So we've had our ceramics on display several times. We've had some very major shows and back in 2019 we had the largest show where we actually partnered with Japan and we had works come through from Kyoto City University and our exhibition and our works are still currently studied by Kyoto City University. So that would have been our probably first most international show that we as a gallery and city have developed ourselves and it was a huge success and we were very proud of that. But the Sedacious ceramics are really important because they were post-war ceramicists that were, I guess, bucking the trend of beautiful, ornate Japanese works. So when you think of Japanese ceramics, it's always of beautifully constructed, very delicate works. Whereas the Sedacia artists, and they were known as the crawling through mud artists, uh, were bucking that trend and wanted to do non-functional wear. So they're really important works because they show a specific point in time that was basically going against everything at the time. So they were very avant-garde and very ahead of their time. And so for us to hold such a huge selection of those works is incredibly important and significant. And the rest of our country, as well as Japan, 
value the fact that we have them here in our city in Newcastle. And being able to display these types of internationally significant works, for people that don't know about this collection or the style of ceramics of Sodacia, the explanation you just gave on the cultural significance of if people do imagine that type of perfect, very well-formed ceramics that the Japan is known for, that post-war, which we all know how that turned out, that a group of artists in Japan did want to buck the trend and express themselves and how they felt about their place in the world and then obviously toured those exhibitions. It is, you know, art and culture really telling those stories that sometimes aren't told with words or in uh, written words or spoken words and told in other forms. And I think that's a really important history because that war in particular came very close to Newcastle and our shores and you know many people also served and died for our country and that artistic and cultural connection between these two countries uh, has grown and really flourished um, over those post-war years and I don't think you can discount the arts and the importance of arts in that process. Do we have the largest collection outside of Japan in the world? Yes, So, as far as Sodeisha, yes. And we also have other traditional Japanese works. So we have a huge collection of hamadas. So we do have, that's the beauty, we have all of those wonderful counterpoints. When we're looking at the avant-garde works of Sodeisha artists, we still have those beautiful, exquisite hamada works and, and the other Japanese artists that were much more traditionally based. It's fantastic. And a a lot of this work is obviously the City of Newcastle and our staff at the wonderful art gallery, you know, work day in, day out to make sure these collections and entries free and we finally got the funding to expand our art gallery, which is not just for the local community, but also for visitors to Newcastle and also the whole of the Hunter region. The important connection between the foundation, which is really a group of um, passionate volunteers and also the staff at our art gallery, has always been a really important connection. Most art galleries only function with a philanthropic arm uh, associated with us. How did you, Susie, get involved in the Newcastle Art Gallery Foundation? Because we've always had some um, amazing chairs and amazing people involved with the foundation over the years. Yeah, and I think, you know, what you've just both been talking about, that the fact is art is about storytelling. And I think when I moved to Newcastle a bit over 10 years ago, And I think we all know this, when we travel or go somewhere, one of the things that we really like to do is go and visit the art gallery because that's where you get a sense of the place and the story. And Newcastle Art Gallery, as we've already talked about, it's not just even the local art, which is, you know, there's some incredible, the Lysettes and so forth in that really tell the story of Newcastle, but also the stories of, you know, our nation and internationally through the incredible Japanese collections and other works. So it's sort of a place, I mean, I'm an art lover, clearly, so... I think that's what drew drew me to it. And there's an incredible volunteer community as part of the art gallery. So wherever you go, you'll start to meet people that have similar interests. So I think it's like anything in a volunteer role. You, um, Someone goes, oh, you're interested in, in, in art. I wonder if you'd like to get involved with the foundation or supporting the gallery. And, and, you know, because of my background, I thought, well, look, that's really an area that I would really like to contribute and get, give back to the community, given that I knew that, you know, we all wanted this expansion to really happen to do justice to this amazing collection. You know, so that's why I got involved. And it's been an amazing journey. There's just such wonderful people 
involved and and really sort of diverse group of people that are supporting the arts in Newcastle. I mean, Newcastle's a really creative city. It's really got that, you know, the actual creative community is huge. So, And I really think that the gallery is the symbol of that. And we deserve to have a gallery that can show that collection because we've got the creative life here as part of this city. And um, I think it's wonderful to see that being sort of a big part of recreating Newcastle as a creative city with an iconic gallery. And it's going to be wonderful for visitors and the community alike. And I, and I guess as a little side, you know, the, the collection is incredible, but there's other things around the gallery. So Val Ryan, who left this bequest, she actually just loved coming to the gallery to talk to people, to talk to the volunteers, to talk to the director, to come to Coffee with Art. She loved the social side of it. She wasn't necessarily, uh, you know, a, a lover of fine art. She loved learning about it, but um, she wasn't a collector but she loved what the gallery brought to this city that she loved. So there's a lot of different reasons, I think, to do this redevelopment and it's just wonderful to see it all coming to fruition. That's an excellent point because some people find gallery or formal art spaces uh, wonderful and exciting and are drawn to them and some people are slightly intimidated if you haven't come from a background of, you know, looking at art or understanding all the different forms. But the Coffee with Art, the Art Gallery Society really important group of people. Prue Vigors has done an amazing job leading that group for many, many years. And I see a lot of the programming that comes through Coffee with Art, which for people that are listening that haven't had the opportunity, maybe we can entice a few people into Coffee with Art. Maybe one of you can let us know some of the details in the upcoming. There's some very good things on their Ford agenda. And I mean, that is a good point in the sense that the gallery is closed you know, and we that which is sad that we can't access those beautiful works, but it's going to be so worth it in the end. But the gallery society is continuing with their with their programming, so it's still a really good time to support the gallery and get involved at such an exciting time. So whether that's through engaging with the work that the gallery itself's doing, and also there's the society and the foundation, so it's a really good time to get involved. We've kept them connected because the society are only just across the park from the gallery and having all their events at City Hall. So that's been a wonderful collaboration with our civic services team as well to be able to not have to move people too far away from our home. Uh, So they've been doing a great program of their monthly Coffee with Arts and they continue to do all sorts of things that are external as well. They do studio visits and and, uh, little trips uh, to Canberra and all around the place to see other galleries. So the society are really our social arm and our foundation foundation or our philanthropy benefaction arm. And from the social side, if I was listening to this and thought, oh, I love going to the art gallery, but I didn't know there was a society and I want to go on one of these studio tours. How do people join up and find out about this social side? Because you don't need to be a big benefactor. It's actually a really good opportunity to engage broadly throughout the community. So all of the society's events are on the Newcastle Art Gallery website, nag.org.au. And so everything's listed there and the society are more than happy to take calls and inquiries. There's the number there as well as contacts directly to the society as well. And they also have their own social media as the foundation do. So it's always good to check out Instagram and Facebook because a lot of those events are listed as upcoming. Yeah, so that's the Art Gallery Society. So if you're just interested in having a coffee one morning with probably, you know, a world-famous artist and coming to City Hall while the Art Gallery is closed or going on an exploration arts tour, you know, around regional New South Wales, whatever they've got planned next, that's what I would definitely advise to do. Feeling social? 
Follow City of Newcastle on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn. I'm also really interested, before we start to wrap up, just a little bit about both of your personal art interests. I know, Susie, in terms of your volunteer work, um, chairing the foundation and the philanthropic arm, I know that you personally have not only done this as a volunteer, but also contributed quite significantly through your own benefaction to this project. And I want to say thank you for that. And you can talk about that if you want to or not. You're like many of the wonderful people in the city that are contributing financially to this project. What is your favourite piece of work? Oh, that is so difficult. That's like asking which favourite child. Oh. I'm going to ask you the same question, oh, I'll Loretta. I'll have to think about that. That's <laughs> tough. Maybe Loretta would know because you're constantly oh. in there. Well, why don't you do your favourite from the, the the big iconic pieces that have just been had the revaluation done? Look, I would have to say, and I think it's because of knowing John well, but our local icon that is still with us, thankfully today, John Olson, that was born just around the corner from the gallery, we have the only ceiling on permanent display in the world. So that's the Sea Sun of Five Bells. And I guess I'm giving something away here, but it was painted the year of my birth, so it's even more special to me. Well, that was just like a couple of years ago, Lord A few Loretta. years ago, Lord Mayor. But the other work of John's that I just adore, it just fills me with joy every time I see it, is Life Burst. And that is an incredible work. And it just, every as I say, it's every time I see it, I can't help but feel joy it's just the most beautiful work it's so intense and expressive and another way of people to connect with the gallery currently is we have uh, our night spaces project throughout the city so there are three sites in the city that are actually showcasing the collection and they're interactive and our amazing another volunteer group that we have is our volunteer guides and they're being trained up to take people on tours and journeys of those spaces throughout the city so one is in Kiwami Place Market Place and Pacific Park so there are uh, five hinges that have got ten works so they're double-sided and you can actually take your device and interact with those and John's life burst is one of those works and so I encourage people to go up and do that that one's actually up in Pacific Park and it's just I go up there myself and just play with it and see it all coming to life so that would be top of mind uh, would be John Olson's work yeah. yeah I thought you would say that John had a very long and important connection with the city and I had the good fortune of meeting with him several times and yourself and talking to him about some works that he did when the first female Lord Mayor in Australia was elected, Joy Cummings, and some of the works that are in City Hall at the, still to this day, and people can just walk in and have a look up the stairs. And he put, you know, quite very specific little extras in those paintings. And I remember when he was doing the commissioned work for us, he went into some detail of saying, well, you know, this little corner here and, you know, this little animal here, that can be for you. So there's this really interesting, I don't know if anybody would know this, but I think you and I were with yes. him when he was talking about this. Those are the little personal connections through, you know, being able to work with such amazing artists. I mean, you do it every day, but for me in this role, which is very broad across many things in the city I was like oh this is fantastic <laughs> it's very special and even when you look up the ceiling and you see the sea sign of five, five bells you'll see handprints and some of those are from Tim his son when he was painting in the studio but often they're from people that he might be commissioned to do that work for such as you've just said with the beautiful work in city hall and our work at the gallery so he likes to add those little little layers which make them just so special to those people from memory it's a little bird hidden is it for joy and there's a little cat hidden uh, for me in the other one king son of the hunter yeah yeah yeah. oh that's fantastic yeah (laughs) i I hadn't really ever talked about 
about that very much. But I thought, you know, given John is your favourite and you do have a very close connection with him, which has been fabulous uh, for the city of Newcastle, I, I must say. Susie, have you come up with a... Well, with I would... I mean, I guess it's so hard. It's like choosing a favourite child, I think. But I probably would have to say Whiteley's Summer at Car Corps because, I mean, it's a stunning work, but it's also, it's one that friends from Sydney have said to me that is one of my favourite paintings. I would come to Newcastle to see that when it's out. And it's so fantastic with the expanded gallery. It probably will be able to be on display most of the time, I'm hoping. So, yeah, a stunning work and, you know, and wonderful stories of philanthropy behind you know, as well, given, you know, Wendy Whiteley's given such a huge gift now to the Gallery of New South Wales. Yeah, very exciting. Yeah, she's been amazing in terms of bequests even to us here in the city. Of quite fascinating. I do love his work because it's it's modern but very quirky and very Australian. That's just how I find it. But so same with John's as well. And, you know, I'm not an expert or a professional in the arts, but it is exceptionally enjoyable to look at. Loretta, I think this would be the right time to let everyone know when we will be hopefully reopening and our construction schedule. I know these are hard to predict in infrastructure times and wet weather and the like, but at the moment we're today starting grouting and that's going to be a couple of months, mate, and that's basically shoring up the site to then come in and do the construction. But when we do open we will have these iconic works permanently on display and this is really one of the many drivers of this project. We're scheduled currently, uh, all things being equal, to open in the latter half of 2024. So it's actually not that long away. And when we reopen, we'll have all of our icons. So there will be nothing that someone is going to come in and miss. They'll see all their favourites, such as Summer at Carcor, and they'll have those permanently on display right across the ground floor galleries. That includes the existing gallery and the new galleries. So that will all be dedicated to collection and I think it's really important when we're talking about the benefactions through the foundation and the society and our guides and all of our community we've got to remember that our our collection started through benefaction and gifting and over 90 percent of the works that the city has that when we're just the custodian it's our our community own those works have been gifted to this city it's remarkable when you consider that percentage it is truly fantastic and it is wonderful to know that this expansion work will have that iconic component of our collection permanently on display, which is really a certainty for people that want to visit the city, locals as well, that want to just go and see the works themselves. And then obviously that's going to be mixed because we are significantly expanding our exhibition space with some amazing travelling shows and works and we've had some wonderful shows over the years that both the foundation and your team Loretta have worked on attracting to the city. I remember when we had the Sky Whale here and thought that was such a wonderful community event and Patricia Piccinini has such an unusual style but she's just a global phenomenon these days. She absolutely is an international superstar and uh, very generous to the gallery and we have a great relationship with Patricia and I think that I remember that so well when we were trying to get the wind to lift up that sky whale and it was wonderful to see thousands of our community sitting in Civic Park and around the gallery steps and willing it to lift off the ground Uh, but you know it's really important that art can do that art can bring everyone together and you don't need to as you were saying before you don't need to know necessarily anything about it but it will Form, you'll get a response from it. You'll remember how it made you feel. It's so important. And in wrapping up, 
The art gallery redevelopment, once it's complete, has been a real passion project of ours at Council and, and really uh, this team I work with at, with the elected Council. And it's been fabulous just to have that you know unwavering support of many councillors for all these years to get the project across the line. But it doesn't happen without an amazing team led by, under your direction, Loretta, and also uh, the bequests and the foundation uh, led by you, Susie. So a big thank you for joining me today. And I can't wait to maybe run into you at Coffee With Art on that trail but I also can't wait to go and you know watch the construction really closely because it is going to be that anchor piece of you know our strategic cultural precinct which you know includes the museum you know other private galleries and also the wonderful Victoria Theatre in the city so this precinct I think will only you know live and thrive for decades to come with this amazing project right here in the corner of Derby Street that's your Newcastle if you enjoyed this podcast please rate and review us wherever you listen 